Welcome to Crosspoint Community Church. We meet every Sunday exploring the practical, transforming, and relevant teaching of the Bible by doing life together. Visit our website at crosspointonline.org to learn more. Now, get ready for a powerful message from God's Word. As, as, as we uh, uh, turn now our attention uh, to God's Word, and, and a continuation of this series of messages, Real Faith for Rough Times. Uh, I want you to go ahead and open up your Bible, if you would, to James chapter 3. So Zoom folks, if you don't have yours, go grab it. Fellas, uh, uh, FaceTime folks, get your Bible. If you don't have your hard copy there, then you've got your... Uh, you find it on your phone, find it on your device, your software, and uh, we're going to be looking at this passage together. You know, uh, I don't think that we are amazed anymore by what we see on TV. Uh, it's just craziness. But I, I saw when uh, I was down with my dad uh, uh, this past week, I saw an, a, a commercial now that's going to be running on one of the, you know, YouTube or whatever it is, but it's going to be run. It's called COVID Counseling. COVID Counseling. And so the whole idea of this is just an acknowledgement that uh, during this pandemic, as families have been quarantined together, it has exposed a lot. And uh, so the little clips that it was showing was like, these folks were getting at it. I mean, they couldn't stand each other anymore. There was all this stuff that was going on and uh, things that were being said. And so these, these close, close quarters was uh, exposing stuff. And, and as I said a few weeks back, you know, that people are very much like tea bags. You don't know what's in them until you put them in hot water. And so it's during these times that many of us have experienced some of that. But even without a pandemic, even without COVID, the reality is, is that there are uh, tough days. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. So uh, it's uh, as we come to this particular passage that we see that James is uh, showing us uh, uh, real life issues and, and helping us to examine our own lives and, and to bring these things before God. Uh, he had already talked about the reality of how when we get people together, there's the issue of favoritism. And he was really coming on strong about that in, in James chapter 2. Uh, we have this tendency uh, to uh, show certain people favoritism, and he's saying as a follower of Jesus Christ, this is not an option. This is not an option. True followers of Christ, we, we, can't, we can't do that. Uh, because in doing so, we expose that we're following after something else rather than following after Jesus. And so as we come today, we see another issue as he, James, the, the pastor of the Jerusalem church, uh, that we're facing difficult times, they're facing rough times. He's saying, now we've got another issue that we've got to deal with. And, and that's the issue of the tongue. Uh, that's the issue of our words. That's uh, what's going on with our mouth. And, and really, really, this is a very appropriate uh, passage as as we have spent the earlier part of our time together today in, in this baby dedication, celebrating family. Because nowhere else uh, do we see the power, uh, the wonderful 
a life-giving power of words than we do in the family. But we also see the horrific destruction uh, of, uh, that can come into people's lives just through words. So let's uh, open up and, and look at what uh, James, pastor of the Jerusalem church, has to say when it comes uh, to this whole issue of taming our tongues, managing our mouth, watching our words, beginning with verse 2. He says, we all stumble in many ways. If anyone is never at fault in what he says, he is a perfect man, able to keep his whole body in check. When we put bits into mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder whenever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue is also a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person, sets the whole course of his life on fire, and itself set on fire by hell. Wow. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and creatures of the sea are being tamed and have been tamed by man. But no man can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father. And with it, we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. All right, with God's Word on our uh, minds and hearts, let's go to Him in prayer. Father God, we do thank You for this day. We thank You for the opportunity that we have to uh, come and to worship You. We thank You for every facet of life. As a matter of fact, Your Word says, in all things give thanks. It didn't say for all, for all things, but in all things. God, we thank You that You love us unconditionally, that You have provided everything that we need for life and godliness. Uh, that not only would be beneficial for us, but would bring glory to you, and that would be an encouragement to those around us. Today, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would help us to honestly present our tongues to you, allow you to examine and to re uh, reveal to us the condition of our lives simply through the things that we are in a habit of saying. And that, Lord, that you would bring about your transformational work in each of our hearts today as a result of our humble surrender to you. For we make this our prayer in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen. All right, so let's get to work on this. In James chapter 1, now earlier on in verse 26, he had this to say. He says, if anyone considers himself religious and does not keep a tight rein on his tongue, he deceives himself and his religion is worthless. Wow. 
So he's saying, if you're saying, hey, I'm a Christian, hey, I'm a follower of Jesus, and, and you don't keep a tight rein on your tongue, he says, what? He deceives himself and his religion is worthless. So uh, even though we are in a yak-yak society, and, and by the way, what we're saying here is not only stuff, what we're talking about here is not only stuff that comes out of our mouths, our physical mouths, but you can take and overlay that what we say on social media. Uh, what you know, what our words through our emails, whatever it may be, that whatever the expression is. And what he is saying here, if we don't keep a tight rein on it, then we're deceiving ourselves and uh, we're, we're really missing out on what it really means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. So rather than sit here and feel condemnation, if there's a sense of conviction, then thank God that He loves you enough to discipline you and, and to correct you so that we can make the adjustments that are necessary that, that not only build us up, but build others up and that give you know, our precious children uh, the opportunity to be encouraged rather than discouraged. And so it's there that He gives us reason that we need to take a look at, at, at our tongue. And He gives us three motivations, I think, in this particular uh, passage right here. Number one, uh, what He is saying in verses 3 through 5 is that our tongues have the power to direct our lives. Isn't that crazy? Our, our tongues direct our lives. Our tongues determine where we go, our mouths, our words determine where we go. Matter of fact, we can, we can see this. We can see this as far as, you know, especially as parents. You know, how many times have we failed and have we discouraged our children? Uh, and, and much of their life has been directed because of what we had to say. And, and not, not necessarily good stuff. But specifically for us, and it's saying our tongues have the power to direct our lives. And he gives us a couple of examples here. First one, he says, when, verse 3, he says, when we put bits in the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Now, you know, when we're talking about a horse, you know, we're not talking about, I don't think his picture here is a, you know, a little mini Shetland pony. He's talking about one of these full, uh, especially in that day, the Roman horses, you know, you're talking about a 12 to 1400 pound beast. And he's saying this little bit, this little bit that you put in their mouth turns the whole animal. And he's saying, your words, what you say, your mouth, Turns your life. Turns your life. You know, we can say all kinds of stuff. Oh, I didn't mean that. that, that. No, but what, it, what we're saying is directing our life. And God's given us a, a powerful reminder of that. It, it controls every moment. The power to influence and control our direction. Then in the next verse, he says, he gives us another example. Or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder when, wherever the pilot wants to go. So through, through the seas and through the winds and through the waves, he's saying, you know, it's this small rudder that, that directs. And so he's saying, okay, listen, as you go through good times, calm, you know, calm waters, and if you go through rough waters, what you're saying at time is directing where you go in life. So, wow. And then he gets even 
harder here in verse 5. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest fire is set on fire by a small part, uh, by a small spark. And, you know, we've been seeing, you know, these devastating, devastating fires that's just destroying thousands upon thousands upon thousands of acres out, out in California. And he's saying it's, it's just started by a small spark. And he's saying, I want you to be reminded as a follower of Jesus Christ, this is the power of your tongue. And you're going, who, little old me? Absolutely, little old you, little old me. So he's coming in here and he's going, here is, uh, and it gets a little bit, a little bit deeper. He says, the tongue is also a fire, a world of evil, verse 6, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person, sets the whole course of his life on fire. And itself, Set on fire by hell itself. Wow. He's saying this is this just this is improper words, uh, a tongue that's not tamed, it, it, it's coming from hell itself. Our tongue directs where we go. So let me just ask you are you excited about the direction of your life? Are you, are you loving what's going on in your life and, and the influence that it's having on others as well and also on how God is glorified? If not, he's saying, let's get control of the tongue. Change what you say. And, and that's what he's saying here. You can know the direction of your life by what you're talking about. What are you talking about? What are you, what are you speaking most about? What are you yakking about? Oh, that's, that's your direction of life. Is it about the things of this world? Or is it about the things of God? Wow. Pretty powerful stuff. Number two, he's saying, boy, you, this is very, very important because not only does it have that power to direct where we go in life, but it has uh, a very, the power to destroy. It just, the power to destroy what we have. I don't know that if you've ever said something you probably you, well yeah you have uh said something that you regretted uh and that it you know I, maybe maybe it was very very destructive that you know you're still you know paying for it now or you spend a lot of time effort and energy in trying to redeem that uh but what he is saying here is the tongue has the potential and the power to destroy and we know that beginning there with verse six he says Again, the tongue is also a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person, set on, uh, sets the whole course of his life on fire, set on fire by hell itself. Then verse 7, it says, uh, All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and creatures of the sea are being tamed and have been tamed by man, but no man can tame the tongue. Wow. So it, it's it's it's... It's referring to it as, as a fire. It's referring to it as uh, uh, untamed beasts. And it's referring to it at the end of verse 8. Uh, it says, it is restless, evil, full of deadly poison. Venomous. The actual word there is just venom. Venom. So 
God's saying here, I want you to know this, as you live in life, what you say, uh, the words you, that you speak, uh, what, what comes off of your tongue, what comes out of your mouth is a very powerful, powerful indicator. It directs your life and it can be very, very destructive. But he also goes on a little bit further and he says it has um, this power to, to display who we really are. Okay, so it's directing our lives, where we go in life. Uh, it's, uh, it, it has the power to destroy what we have. Uh, and, and just in just a moment, you know, I could get up here and just a few words absolutely destroy my reputation. I could destroy my family. I, I, I could destroy even uh, the, the influence, the reputation of, of this body of belief just, just by words. You believe that? Absolutely. But it said it's, it's through our words that it displays who we really are. And he goes on beginning with verse 9 and says, With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers, this should not be. Now that word cursing isn't just using cuss words. You know, you know, you know, we, you know, that being good, you know, good, good church going people. I don't drink, cuss, you know, smoke or chew or hang around with folks that do. Uh, well, it's not just talking about using curse words. It's, it's talking about these destructive words. It's talking about uh, being negative. It's, it's talking about put downs. Uh, it's even talking about sarcasm. Uh, and he's saying here that, uh, he said, man, this shouldn't be. Out of the same, out of the same, okay, we're praising God one minute and then we're, we're destroying people in the, in, in the next minute. You go, oh, I'm not destroying them. I'm just fun. And, you know, and, and I, listen, I, I, listen, I'm, I love to joke and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, but it, so this is, this is very convicting. And so it's not like what I'm comfortable with, but what is God comfortable with? Because it's going to display our mouths, the words we use. Our tongues display who we really are. Now, we can say something different, but it's going to display who we really are. And he goes on, and he says, can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. So here's the deal. What's in the well is going to be coming out in the water. And, and, and really, Jesus really puts it in perspective here uh, in, in Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. And you might just want to write that one down. Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. He says, For out of the overflow of the heart the mouth speaks. And, and that's, really, that's really the point right here. For it is out of the overflow of the heart that the mouth speaks. So our mouths, our tongues, our words truly are a revelation of what our heart, the condition of our heart. So, so let, me, let me just um, ask you this question. 
Do any of you have trouble managing your mouth, taming your tongues, or watching your words? Anybody? Anybody here? Uh, listen, I'm going to go ahead and put this one, put this one to bed. We all do. Because he had already said, no man, no man can tame his tongue. We all have difficulty with this. And it's only by God's help and God's power and His redemptive work in our life do we progress in this. We are all being sanctified. But some of us are struggling much more than others. And maybe it's because we're earlier in our Christian walk or maybe, maybe it's a true revelation of our heart. The condition of our heart. What he's saying here is he said, you know, like harsh words are, are, reveal an angry heart. Negative words are, are, are revealing a fearful heart. Overactive words reveal an unsettled heart. Boasting words, it reveals an insecure heart. Filthy words reveal an impure heart. Critical words reveal a bitter heart and we we may think that we're fooling ourselves we may be fooling and think that we're fooling others but it's going to come forth whatever's in the well is going to come out in the water but see the opposite the, the, on the other side is also true you know encouraging words come from what we were just celebrating today a joyful heart gentle words come from what we're going to be talking about next Sunday, a loving heart. Uh, truthful words, you know, come from a, an honest heart of integrity. So, uh, for out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Proverbs 18.21 is a powerful reminder for it says the tongue has the power of life and death. So the good question for all of us is, Lord, what's my, what's my tongue revealing? What's my mouth revealing about me? Uh, what are my words saying about the condition of my life? And you may say, whoa, uh, that's, that's, that's not, that's not hmm, I'm, I'm not in a good place. I, honestly, if I'm honest about it, you know, I, I might need some COVID counseling. No, no, no. The reality is, is that it may be, it may be an indication of the heart. It may be an indication that what you need is not, you know, a tame tongue right now, but you need a changed heart. Because it starts in the heart. You, you, you don't need tongue therapy. You need, you, need, you need a heart transformation that comes only from Jesus Christ. And, it, and so, see, that's the good thing. The, God, the Bible is so honest and, and just so revealing. And it's saying, okay, if this is what's going on, then it's, a, it's an indicator of the truth about your life. And then also God gives us the response to that. And we're going to see more of our response. But it's number one, turning to God. And it's not, I need a new tongue. I need to wash my mouth out. No, I need a new heart. And it starts with the heart. 
And it may be, you know, again, he was talking to people and he's saying, these are, these are young Christians, you know, uh, that are in the book of James that, that have, you know, gathering together and there's people, crowds gathering together. And he's saying, now, but let me just say, if you consider yourself a follower of Christ and you're not, and your tongue's not changing, your words aren't changing, then you have deceived yourself. And what you need is not some management of your tongue, you know, of your mouth. You need a new heart. And that starts by humbly coming before Jesus and saying, Jesus, thank you. I, I'm not proud of it, but thank you that this has exposed my greatest need. Not just a few tweaks and adjustments with my mouth. I need a new, I need a heart that only you can give me. And by receiving Jesus Christ into your heart as your Lord and Savior. Is that what he's revealing to you today? Ask him. Just say, what? Lord, I, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not proud of what, uh, as, I, as I'm honestly reflecting on how, what my mouth has revealed. Lord, what, what are you asking of me? What are you saying to me? Have, have I been, have I just been kind of going through this cultural Christianity? Do I really, do, has my heart not changed? Jesus, I invite you into my heart. And you can do that today. See, that's the very first response is, is, is coming to Jesus and surrendering to him. And it would be just something by simply like, Lord, my mouth has just convinced me that I don't know you, that I've been religious, but I've not been changed from the inside out. And I want to ask you, Jesus, to come into my life. I want to acknowledge that I'm a sinner, that those sins are what you paid for on Calvary, but you've already paid for them. And I want to ask you to come into my life. I, I want to exhort and encourage you to do that today if, you, uh, if that's what God is revealing through the Holy Spirit. Or it may be that you're a follower of his, and right now he's just said, you've been conformed. You've, you're conforming your life to, the, to this world. And what's okay out there, what's okay in your little circles, what's okay in this ruthless, ruthless culture in which we're living in, is not okay with me. Because this is how they will know. This is how they will know me. This is how they will know my love, by your love for one another. And your love for one another is going to be first and foremost expressed through what you say, through what you pray. Wow. Where are you going? If you're not happy with the direction of your life, um, He's saying, I want you to have a change of heart and then it's going to change your words, your mouth, your tongue. What you have, here's the good news, what you have uh, for some of you is um, <laughs> a path of destruction. Well, if you trust your past, if you trust what you said, if you trust your mistakes to Jesus, God says he, he can redeem the years that the locusts have eaten. And you can try as you may, you can try as you may to fix it, 
to cover over it. But he's inviting you to come to him and, and, and on all that destruction, he can do amazing things to bring healing and restoration. If you trust it, Lord, I just, I, I just, I just want to come and humble myself before you. It also, you know, it says that, you know, it reveals who we really are. James 3.8 says, no man can tame the tongue. Try as you may. But what Jesus says in Luke chapter 18, verse 27, what is impossible with men is possible with God. So I'm going to invite all of us right now because we can't manage our tongue. We can't tame it. For all of us right now to surrender our mouths, our tongues, our words to Jesus. Would you pray with me? Jesus, thank you so much. Uh, for your love for us. Thank you for the revelation of your word. Thank you for how <laughs> there's all this stuff that, that is a revealer that does expose our need for you. Thank you that, uh, Lord, as we earlier dedicated sweet little Micah and just how precious, precious life is. Lord, that's how you see us. You love us. And you desire us, Lord, to come and, and to encounter and experience you and life and love and joy, all that we celebrate this Advent season. Lord, you know the condition of each of our hearts. You know where we are. And right now, Lord, I join with, with those who have willing hearts right now, humble hearts. We come and, Lord, we surrender our heart to you. We acknowledge our weakness and we ask for your leadership and your lordship of our lives, of our mouths, of our tongues, and of our words. We confess, Lord, what we have embraced and allowed culture to tell us what's okay rather than looking to you, our precious Lord and Savior. And we ask that even starting today, that there would be a transformation of our words, that our words, our mouths would not reflect the world, but would reflect your great, amazing love. For those of us that are sitting here on the throne of pride, God, I pray that you just lovingly, lovingly, Knock us off that because we know that your word says that you resist the proud but give grace to the humble. Again, we humbly confess our need in you. And we thank you that you have given us the hope and the joy of having words and mouths that not only praise and glorify you, but rather than tearing down others, cursing others, putting down others that would build them up so that they may know the glory of our King. For we make this our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Oh, wow. Thank you guys for your attentiveness. Thank you for uh, Zoom uh, family. And thank you, Facebook friends and family. Uh, and Facebook friends and family, we want to invite you to join us
not only next Sunday, uh, but we are going to have a wonderful Christmas Eve service on Christmas Eve, and it's going to be at 6 o'clock Eastern time. So come join us uh, in that celebration as we uh, really, you know, remember Jesus is the reason for the season. So love you guys. Uh, get in touch with us if there's anything we can do for you. God bless. See you soon. All right. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at CCC Roswell. Learn more and find ways to get plugged in at Crosspoint by visiting our website, crosspointonline.org. There, you could drop us a line or submit a prayer request. Like what you hear? Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Thanks for listening. See you next week.